Hey, Chuck Gatica here. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that we would like to hear from you. Whether you have feedback about the show or a question you would like answered in one of our episodes, leave us a voicemail at this number, 313-246-4771. We look forward to hearing from you. And now, to the show. This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 83. On this episode, we're gearing up for a Michigan road trip. We'll be talking about the hidden gems around the state that we can all add to our summer bucket list. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we'll sit down with a certified expert to discuss topics covering nutrition, fitness, and today, getting on the road. And it can include all of the above, right? You put your bike on the back of your vehicle, and you're off and running. In this episode, we're talking about all things Michigan travel. Joining us today is the Vice President of Pure Michigan, David Lorenz. David, good to have you with us. Oh, it's really good to be with you, Chuck, especially on this subject, since travel is all about health. It's all about uh, mind, body, and soul. It sure is, and I know you've got a deep background in all kinds of things. You now lead Michigan's state tourism branding and advertising. You're a multiple boards for travel and the chairperson for the National Council of State Tourism. So you've got a deep and rich background, and you're learning from others as they learn from you around the the different states. But Michigan is so unique and such an attraction to so many across the country, right? It really is. Well, the fact that we're a four-season state really gives us uh, a real you know, lead on so many other places. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with places that are always hot or always cold, but it's something really unique about something that offers a a real variety of travel experiences. And when you talk to others across the country, because Pure Michigan is one of those brands that just stands out, summer rises right to the top here. And it's not just because of the warm temperatures, you know, that we've relished since Memorial Day, but you're talking about a state with 11,000 inland lakes, beautiful blue, sparkly water, thousands and thousands of trails. There's just so much to brag about. Well, there really is. And Chuck, you know, I've traveled all over the country, really all over the world for work and for pleasure. And I keep on coming back because I have seen so many other places. And and so I'm aware of how truly blessed we really, truly are. And I think it's it's a shame that people may not really appreciate that if they really don't get to too many places. So the funny thing is, as much as I want people to spend their leisure travel time here in Michigan to uh, keep our economy going and to enjoy time with friends and family, travel, just plain travel anywhere is good for us if it only helps us to appreciate where we happen to live because we are, we're lucky to be here. You know, it's funny you say that because I I got a kick out of a buddy of mine who was bragging to me, I won't mention the state, about lakes down south, right? He was talking about how big the lakes are. And and then I came by for a visit and I realized it's kind of green water. Nothing against somebody who lives on a lake that's fed by a river, but we are spoiled, to your point, where we have all these inland lakes. Some of them are fed by a river, but down south they think a lake is a dammed up river, you know? And we just have such a different look to our lakes and the quality of the water in Michigan. Well, we are who we are because of the experiences that we live. It's the same thing with environment. We only know, you know, what we've experienced in the past. So, you know, the fact that we are in a place that touches on four of the five great lakes, and they are great lakes. My friends who come from places all over are always so amazed the first time they see a great lake, and they 
so many of them have literally said, that's not a lake, that's an ocean. Yeah. That's what it seems like. We're just kind of used to seeing them. Right. Well, where do we start when you give a pitch, not just to people who, you know, in a business setting, but just to your friends and relatives across the country? Where do we start talking about Pure Michigan? Well, it's always uh, dependent upon what people are into, so to speak. And as you mentioned, Chuck, you know, summertime is that time of the year when most people like to travel. It's a time they have time to get out there because kids are, you know, out of school in normal times. And that's when most people want to take their vacation time. And since vacation time is such a limited amount of time for most of us, we only have so much time. In fact, there's a greater lesson to learn there. But we only have so much time for leisure that we want to optimize that for the best experiences that we can have with our friends and family. And that's why this is such a great place. Abundant natural beauty, unique experiences to have, and authentic places to go to. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with Disney World or Universal Studios, but, I mean, we have these places where the American story was written, places like Detroit you know, that put America on wheels. Places like Mackinac Island, our first national park. People say, what do you mean? Well, that was our first national park. It ended up being given to the state, became Michigan's first state park. Before that, it was a national park. And, you know, so real things happened in these places, like on Mackinac, for instance, the first skirmish of the War of 1812. And you can still go there. You can imagine what it was like during that time, because Real things happen. They're substantive things that created what we now know as the American experience. So we just happen to be in this really unique place that uh, was really a, a big part of, of who we are today. Well, you know, you also are encouraging here to me to think about the story behind the story, right? Because oftentimes the places that we have visited, there's something that pops to your mind right away. Mackinac Island fudge, right? Yeah, There's yeah. just so much more with the story behind the story. We've been taking our kids, you know, forever, for decades to Mackinac Island, and I've been there multiple times too. And you just get used to the beauty. The fun. Yeah, the fun part of it. And there is so much you can do, even on the island. It could just be a bike ride, and you could have a delightful life-impacting bike ride, and it would just perfect, wonderful. Yeah, just enjoying the atmosphere. Well, you know, I'm sure you've heard, at least I, I hope you've heard Tim Allen say, your trip begins at Michigan.org. And what we mean by that is you're going to get there eventually, and you're going to learn about these things like we just talked about, but you might as well learn a little bit about it first so that that experience can be that much more fulfilling when you are there. So for instance, if you go to Michigan.org, you'll learn about a place like Mackinac Island that has this great, rich history and heritage. Or maybe you want to learn a little bit about our Native American heritage before you go to a place like the Zebuing Museum of Anishinaabe Culture in Mount Pleasant. If you know a little bit about it before you go, it can be so much better. If you go to a place like Ishpeming, where they have the National Ski Hall of Fame, and you think, why in Michigan? Because this is where what we know as the ski industry started in America. You think, well, why not, you know, out west in the big mountain area? Just that's not the way it started. It started here. So you learn a little bit about that before you go out to these places. And it just makes it so much more of an enriching experience. 
And doesn't it help you create that road trip, whether it's with kids or without kids, or now for many grandkids? You know, if you're going to hop in the car and drive across the state, it is nice to have more than just potty breaks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> well, travel should be a learning experience for everybody, but especially for the kids, you know? And I remember being a little kid, and I remember saying, are we there yet? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and how many times have you heard that? Well, if you have stories to tell on that trip, to start the imagination flowing for these kids, you know, they're not going to say, are we there yet? They're going to say, well, tell us more. Tell us more about what, what we're going to see, what we're going to experience. And so if you can tell them a little bit about why that place is so special, or maybe tell them the story of the sleeping bear, why we call it sleeping bear dunes, this what we believe is a Native American story. There's some controversy about that. But, you know, so learn about that story, and you can tell that story. And if you are in a position where you can actually see the kids' faces as you're telling them these stories, and just look at their eyes, you can see that they're imagining these things and what it would have been like. That makes that experience just a little more fun for them. And the funny, interesting thing is they don't even know they're learning. They're learning something that might be able to help them in the future. And what a joy that is for us as parents or grandparents or relatives or friends to see the wonder on a kid's face that oftentimes summer is the only time we can have maybe the roadside stand with, you know, fresh tomatoes or a lightning bug or getting that Petoskey stone that we can uncover. You know, it's that stuff that really makes your summer trip filled with wonder for kids and for adults alike. True. And let's say you're going to go out to a place, you know, we're the trail state. We have more trail mileage than any other state in the country. So you might go to a place like Traverse City, for instance. And yeah, most people go there because of the, you know, the great downtown and, you know, the beautiful area and, and such. But maybe you go either on a, a bike ride through the Tart Trail, or maybe you're going to go on a hike somewhere and they're experiencing the flora and the fauna and you're telling them about all these things and before you know it you've walked three or four miles so they've had a great time but guess what they've been outside then have been away from that personal device that iphone or whatever it is and they've been experiencing real life they've been experiencing nature they've been now introduced to it and they've been getting exercise all at the same time while getting all that fresh air Think about all those positives that are part of that travel experience that might have just changed the way that young person then becomes whoever they're going to be. Somebody who truly appreciates nature can help to sustain our environment down the road. There's so many positives to getting out there and traveling. And that discovery, you know, we're talking about wonder, discovery. These things are real. It was just a couple of years ago, my brother and my son, one of my sons, we went on a road trip to the UP. Well, first of all, you have to put your device away because, you know, you can't really use it. Doesn't work. <laughs> no. But then we're, here we are in the central UP, and we probably saw it had to be at least six, at least half a dozen waterfalls in the course of three hours. If using a little map and then hiking and finding them, and we're kind of going back and forth, which was the prettiest, which wasn't. So they're all kind kinds of ways to see Michigan. And of course, getting in the car and heading out is one of the ways. Well, and as entertaining and enjoyable a video on a phone or, you know, an iPad or whatever it can be, there's nothing like the awe of something like Tequamanan Falls. When you walk up that trail, either the upper or the lower falls, and then you hear that thunderous noise and then you see the foam and the mist and the water coming over and kids say why is the water kind of looks like kind of root beer 
And you can tell them, well, that's not pollution. This is a really healthy ecosystem because that water has all the tannins from the leaves that have broken down on this, you know, thousands and thousands of acre forest that the river traverses through. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see. And again, an educational experience at the same time. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about, you know, time and I guess capacity in life is our time or our money. And you don't have to spend a ton to see great stuff in Michigan, right? It could be a one tank trip. It could be, you know, multiple days. But time is important to all of us. And at the same time, if you're going to spend some time doing something great and having fun, especially after we maybe have been cooped up for a while, getting out and enjoying Michigan this year is top of the list. True. You know, after what we've been through this last year, I hope that there's a better appreciation for life itself. The very first ad we made with Tim Allen's voice, the sound of Cider House Rules in the background, was an ad that started out this way. And I might have the number wrong, so excuse me if I have it wrong. But it started out and it said, 25,000 mornings, give or take, that's all we get. Now think about that. We only have so much time. So why not live it? I mean, live that time and getting outside and experiencing it at a place like Pure Michigan that offers these great experiences. So, you know, let's do our work and let's do the things we need to do to sustain and to help our family grow and and all. But let's make sure to reserve some time to truly live and to share that with friends and family and new experiences, new places along the way. So as we reflect back on where we've been, talk a little bit about the Pure Michigan Pledge. What is that? You know, the COVID experience has has reminded us that uh, we are not alone on an island. We are in this together and this life. And during COVID, we were trying to recognize that, yes, we're all different. And, you know, we had all these political things going on as well. So there was all this divisiveness. People who, you know, were upset because they were told they had to wear a mask or they had to, you know, distance or keep their hands clean or whatever. So we felt that we could use the brand in a different way because Pure Michigan as a brand has always brought us together. It's a kind of a, you know, putting a flag in the ground and saying, I'm proud of this place and who we are. Yeah. So we felt that if we came up with what we call the Pure Michigan Pledge, an opportunity for people to say, listen, I'm going to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. I'm going to, you know, kind of give up some of my personal mandates in life and try to appreciate other persons and people's positions and not just feel like I've got to fight everything, but help people to get along by thinking of them above myself. So this was, you know, during the the times when we really had to, you know, wear masks all the time and, you know, all these other things, just trying to say, listen, I don't like it, but I'm going to do these things. So now as we're constantly going through this new evolution and things are starting to free up, I think it's a, a way for us to kind of, you know, pivot on that position and still say, we have a lot of things to work on societally with our communities. We need to come back together after this very difficult time. So the Pure Michigan Pledge is now going to take another pivot into saying, listen, I'm going to try to listen to you more than I talk. I'm going to try to accept your position. I may not agree with you, but I'm not going to fight you on it either. And I'm going to listen to you and maybe try to have a, a sensible debate at times but going to try to think of you above myself. And that's really what it always has been. A reminder that other people are important, not just us. So I'm going to take a pledge to 
be respectful and treat you with dignity, whatever the issue is. And a big part of that during COVID was, you know, wearing that mask and distancing, keeping your hands clean. And above all things, and this is going to continue whatever happens, I think we're going to make a big change in the way we think. We're going to stay home when we're sick in the future. Before this, I would fight through a cold and go to work every time. And then I would get everybody else sick. And I really wouldn't even think about it. Well, after this, I'm thinking about it. So the Pure Michigan Pledge will change, but the essence will be, I'm going to think of you, so when I'm sick, I'm going to stay home. Make sure you don't get sick from me. Yeah. And, you know, being respectful during this travel season may also include packing some patience, you know, that we are trying to be respectful. I remember, well, from our air date, you know, we're airing this episode originally now, you know, mid to late June, but just a month ago, Memorial Day weekend, my brother came down from Cadillac. He said the northbound traffic from southeast Michigan looked like a hurricane evacuation route, you know, yeah. from Florida. And it was a rainy Friday, if you remember. Yeah. And so we've just got to understand that there is this pent-up demand for a lot of people to experience pure Michigan. But just pack your patience and everybody, you know, we'll all get through it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Over Memorial Day weekend, I did drive up north and I did spend a little time in the Mackinac region. And I saw that huge backlog of cars, you know, for a while. But to your point, Chuck, it's a great example of whether we're on the road, whether we're in a line, you know, we need to try to be more respectful and patient. And let me tell you, I'm telling myself that as I'm saying it, because, (laughs) you know, we're not perfect. And I had a couple of very minor hospitality issues, very minor. But I'm not used to that because we're pretty darn good at hospitality. What's happening right now is we can't get enough employees to work both in the travel industry and in, in other industries. So we're getting new people coming in and they have not been fully trained yet. They're still going through that that initial training process. So they're going to get it wrong here and there. So I had to tell myself, this is the time to be patient, to be kind And to understand, you know, in my case, I feel like I have an educational opportunity here to kind of teach the industry as I experience things. So I kind of find it difficult to say, well, okay, well, first off, just so you know, I'm not being critical, but I do want to point out that the way that's supposed to be done is this way. Sounds a little condescending, but I'm trying not to do that. So I guess for all of us, the lesson is let's just try to, you know, take a deep breath and, and be kind and to try to understand and be patient to your point, Chuck. Well, you mentioned something that strikes me as a role that I never thought that I need to also think about in a way, because we are ambassadors for the state of Michigan, right? If we're standing in line and we've got that small little issue of an extra five-minute wait and we pop a gasket, we may have people behind us who are from Wisconsin or Indiana or Tennessee, it doesn't matter where. We are all ambassadors, like it or not, for our great state. We sure are. And you know, you would think that, uh, you know, at my age, you know, I'm, I'm a father and my son's now 30 years old. So he's, he'd been, he's been around for a while. But, you know, we're all teachers as well. And young people will learn by our example. So do we really want to show them the wrong way or the right way? I think that's a pretty easy, easy question to answer. Well, let's talk a little bit about your personal, uh, maybe not your preferences, but we can't go over every travel destination, uh, you know, call it a bucket list. We hope we have more than, you know, just a few of those 25,000 mornings, if that number's correct, right? So bucket list makes it sound like it's the last time we're traveling, but give us some of the popular spots that come to mind for you and that you hear about. You get reflections back from, you know, even surveys when people have come to visit Michigan. 
Yeah, well, you mentioned, Chuck, that, you know, with 11,000 lakes inland and, you know, touching in four of the five Great Lakes, you know, there's water everywhere. In fact, there's, you know, either a lake or a major stream every six miles, you know, that's the average. So that's pretty unique. So I am, like most Michiganders, a person of the water. I'm either on it, in it, or under it, and always enjoy it in a variety of ways. So anywhere with water, fresh water, is where I want to be. But my wife and I really enjoy hiking, so we can find any of the 100-plus state parks with trails everywhere or any of the local parks to enjoy hiking. And when it comes to specific locations, favorite spots are hard for me to say because I am aware of so many. And you'd be surprised that, you know, you might think Traverse City, Mackinac, all of the UP. Yeah, they are favorites, but it depends on my mood for the day because I have a kind of a quirky interest in history. So I might think of a little town like Centerville in the southern part of the lower peninsula. It's a beautiful little town. These buildings fronted by brown brick because they became popular in the 1800s when the vehicles, so-called vehicles, wagon trains would go from like Detroit area, Chicago area along the Sauk Trail. So some of these little towns really built up in that area. And it's a big Amish town, so you can still see horse and buggy riding by quite often there with the covered bridges and such. So little towns like that, I love, and we have many, many, many of them. I love anywhere you can go kayaking, and that's just about anywhere. You know, so it's hard for me to come up with that answer. Yeah, and it is particular to everybody's context, you know, about what they want, but kind of helping us, you're encouraging me, too, to really think of... I kayak. I've kayaked up north as well with the group, you know, but to really push ourselves to either re-experience something we used to think about or maybe, you know, expand our envelope of things, maybe get out of our comfort zone, right? Yeah, it's true. Try something new. And the thing is, if you want to try something like, let's say, kayaking, for instance, there are outfitters out there that will not only provide all the equipment that you need, but they'll show you how to do it. They'll even take you on a tour, to do these things. Now, of course, summer season is here, but that's the cool thing about the four-season environment. If you've never snowmobiled, if you've never skied or whatever, there are people there who are so passionate about it, they can't wait to show you how to do it. Something this time of year, maybe like horseback riding. Uh, you can find plenty of places, including like a Double J Resort north of Muskegon to go horseback riding. So think about that. Think about the things maybe you've always kind of dreamed about doing and then go after it. Challenge your perceptions about what you can do and um, try it out because you might find it's going to be your next new real passion. You never know. I'll give you an example for me in particular. Dave, I'm kind of a type A, get it done, keep on moving kind of guy. And to dial it down, you know, life in general and just the movement within my life, I sometimes have to look for those opportunities. And some of the greatest travel I've had in Michigan, whether it's been by RV, even a motorcycle ride to Hell, Michigan. So I can say to you right now, I've had a hamburger in Hell. Yeah. I'm a private pilot, so I have flown. Oh, nice. You would think that getting in an airplane, you want to fly fast and get somewhere, get off, and you're there, right? And that's great. You want to get to Harbor Springs. But for me, flying low and slow yeah. over the forest of the UP and watching, a, I assume, a mama bear with her cubs running through the woods, Yeah. for me to slow it down and get in a kayak and just take a two-hour trip down a crystal clear river, for something like this podcast, where we talk about mindfulness and health and wellness. You started off saying this. There's a connection to doing all of what we're talking about that is healthful. It's just good for us, right? 
It's true. Well, and in fact, I'm not somebody who likes to sit on a beach. I'm like you, Chuck. I like to, you know, be active. But I have to tell you, over the Memorial holiday, I was up north. I was on a beach on a beautiful, sunny Saturday with the crisp air, had a fleece on because it was still a little chilly at that time of the day, reading a book. And it just occurred to me how blessed I was to be there that day, just doing that. I just thought, my gosh, you know, this is yeah. this is pretty nice. So you talked about off the beaten path. There are ways for us to go to the website you described. Give us the website again, where we all should go. It is michigan.org, and, and you can find those um, kind of little hidden treasures. In fact, if you do a search for like hidden treasures on michigan.org or something like that, hidden gems, you're going to find a bunch of suggestions from bloggers. We've collected information over the years. And so you might find something that's really unique. Like, for instance, after all these years, I grew up in Michigan. I've lived here all my life. I'd never really spent any time in Oscoda until last fall. And we stayed at a little little place called My Tiki Resort, <laughs> which is one of those little like cabin places where there are a bunch of cabins and cottages. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like how we grew up. You know, there used to be a lot of those. There aren't many around anymore. So that Oscoda area, they probably have a dozen of those types of stay opportunities. And we had a blast just listening to the water lapping along the shoreline, Lake Huron. So you never know. Get out there, explore discover and just soak it all in. Well, we've got something new we're trying uh, starting with this podcast episode where we've asked uh, some of the listeners of the podcast to pipe in on their ideal summer road trips in Michigan. And we've got three, Amy, David, and Chandra, who are going to help us out. Do you mind if we uh, bring them in and then they can shoot us whatever they think their best summer road trip is and we'll get your comments, huh? Oh, fantastic. Can't wait. All right. Here's Amy. Hey, this is Amy Barzi from Gross Point, Michigan. My favorite summer destinations are West Michigan beaches. You really can't go wrong. In the middle of July when it's super hot, being out in the sparkling clean water with the sandy beaches is just perfect. Some of my favorite parks are Saugatuck Dunes State Park and Rosie Mound near Grand Haven. You can hike through the woods and end up at the beach. It's just perfect. Oh, nice. Yeah, what's cool about that, Chuck, is that uh, I actually live near Rosie Mound, and that's just south of Grand Haven. And most people know the downtown area of Grand Haven, beautiful state and city beach. Uh, in fact, I ran there over the holiday on Memorial Day. I made sure to stop at the Escanaba Memorial, reminded myself what Memorial Day really is all about. And then I just love that area. But at Rosie Mound, you go through this path, and it goes through the sand dunes. So you're up and down, up and down. It's not for the meek, even though it's a short little trek. You get to the beach, and before you walk down that last final set of stairs to the beach, you have this view from the top of the sand dune, and you think you might be on part of Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. It's that same type of awesome view. It's just beautiful. And then when you get down there on the beach, you have another winding trail that goes along on a kind of an elevated wooden path. It's beautiful. But you can't go wrong in any of our lakeshore communities. You'll love it. She mentioned uh, Saugatuck area. That's one of the places, one of the two places. You can go on a dune buggy ride as part of your experience. Saugatuck Douglas art-friendly, beautiful little towns. Yeah. Just beautiful, beautiful. But there are, just, there are so many of these little places. We call them West Michigan beach towns, and they are awesome. I was also in Muskegon the other day for the uh, ribbon cutting of a new attraction at 
Michigan's Adventure Amusement Park and Water Park. So the total opposite of kind of what I was talking about before, but perfect for family experiences where there's a lot of activity, a lot of fun. And even there, though, I suppose you can actually just sit there and and read a book on just sitting there by the the lazy lake and the river and such. So you never know. It's just, it's a great place as well. I've stayed at the campground right across, yeah. you know, yep. from Michigan Adventure and then taken grandkids there. So it's, oh, it, nice. it's just perfect. You know, something's not lost to me about Amy's commentary to us was she mentioned right at the top, she's from Gross Point. So here's somebody from extreme Southeast Michigan. She's close to water, to big water. Yeah. Maybe not a great lake, but Lake St. Clair, right? And she's traveling completely to the other side of the state for her bucket list. How cool is that? Yeah, and it's pretty common, actually. West Michigan is known for the beaches. You know, the interesting thing is it's it's a shame that people aren't more aware of places like Port Huron and Tawas City and Alpena, you know, that eastern part of the lake on Huron area. Downtown Lexington, right? Oh, beautiful, beautiful yeah. little town. You know, wineries and, you know, and such. That's a great place. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got another one here, and this time it's from David. Hello, my name is David. Just sharing that my favorite spot in Michigan to visit during the summer is Mackinac Island. Perfect getaway from everything. Immediately decompress as soon as you get up on the island in beautiful northern Michigan. Just a great place to unwind and have a nice relaxing vacation. The scenes and the scenery around the island are beautiful. You can walk the trails or run the perimeter, which I like to do. It's absolutely perfect for a summer vacation. On my bucket list, I've always wanted to visit Pinckney in the summer. I've gone up there in the winter to ski, but never in the summer. So I've always been interested in what that city offers during the summertime. Nice. You talked about Mackinac Island quite a bit. What are your thoughts there about what David had to say? He's right. It's just a, Mackinac Island, I've always thought it was kind of like the epicenter of the travel industry in Michigan because that's really where travel really truly got going as an industry and the steamers and the rail lines would bring people up back in the day and now it's still just as popular if not more so and you take the ferries either from St. Ignace or Mackinac City and and then you get there and you just have a great time now one thing I would advise David and everybody to do is not only go on the perimeter of the island it's like 8.2 miles around and it's a really cool bicycle ride but go into the interior of the island not enough people do that you know now you do go up a hill to get up there because the island is kind of like the tip of a a mountain so to speak sticking out of the water so you kind of go up that hill but once you're in that forested area it's awesome and make sure to check out the two cemeteries there or three, I've lost track. But one of them is a military cemetery. It's one of four places in the country that is always at half-mast. Now, there's something to learn about before you go, and why, because it's a great story. And then there are a bunch of these natural features as well. Of course, there are just so many things. Now, did he say Pinckney is one of the places? Well, I heard him say Pinckney, but Pinckney that I think of is in south southeast Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and great town as well. The thing is... You just can't find a bad place to go to because it's all about what you put into it and, and the, what are the things you do when you're there, who you're with. 
that's really the best part. One of the things that brings me great comfort is traveling to Mackinac, especially for me, takes me back in time to a comfortable place with a grandmother who's no longer with us. When I graduated eighth grade, my grandmother took me to Mackinac Island. It was my first experience to Mackinac. Mm. My uncle, my favorite uncle, who was part of the same family who passed away when I was about 10, used to take me for little toys and magic tricks. Well, there's a shop on Mac, you know, on Main Street there in Mackinac Island. So for me, I go to places like that and I immediately flash back to a kinder, gentler place in my mind with family, you know, that surrounded me. And I think that's what many places in Michigan do to us. They not only look like they've come from a different time, but you can immediately zoom back in your memory to people you were with and say, yeah, that was great. And this is why. Well, and you know, it's for that reason that uh, I always try to remind communities that are very popular in the summertime, especially they get a little anxious because there are so many travelers and visitors. And I know that they don't always like it, but try to remind them that we are the memory makers. The travel industry helps families have these experiences. And as they do that, these memories are built that'll last a lifetime. It's that important to them. So again, as we mentioned earlier, Chuck, you know, be kind, be patient, and uh, realize that for someone, for some family, this is a special time. Yeah. So I'd like to augment it rather than uh, cause a challenge. Well, Dave, we've got one more uh, here from Chandra. Let's hear where she likes to go. Hi, this is Chandra Martinez, and my favorite destination is Grand Haven. I love the boardwalk along the channel. It's such a great place to enjoy the waterfront and see the lighthouse. And it's a nice mile and a half path that stretches from Grand Haven to the harbor. Yep, certainly understand that, Chuck. And that's why I live here. You know, it's it's just such a great little town. And as I mentioned earlier, what I most love about Grand Haven, maybe some visitors would never really, you know, know much about. And that is their connection with the U.S. Coast Guard. Grand Haven has this very rich connection, which goes back for many years. It's why the Coast Guard Festival happens in a year. But back in World War II, there was a ship called the Escanaba, and it sank on escort duty to the UK and the Atlantic and uh, lost 101, 102 men, all locals back then. So the city bought enough war bonds to build the next Escanaba. No city in America has ever done anything like that. And that's why Grand Haven is known as Coast Guard City USA by Act of Congress. Wow. Yeah. What a great piece of information that is. And, you know, I have actually been sitting on a park bench there with kids just watching boats go by. Literally just kind of rest and talking about, well, that one looks cool and that one's got a radar arch and that one doesn't. It just, you know, all of a sudden it's like 45 minutes went by. It was great. Pretty special place. But, you know, we have so many like that. And I recommend people check out Ludington. Similar but different. Make sure to check out their waterfront park. There are statues, sculptures there. It's just really awesome. Pentwater, a little bit different. Very art-friendly community as well. Great food, right on the water, nice marina, all that. So, you know, we have just so many places like that. It's fun to explore. Well, as we wrap things up, Dave, this has been great. Thanks so much. But give us a takeaway that we can leave with everybody who's listening about traveling Michigan and pure Michigan. Well, I think the most important thing about travel, even though we've talked about all these healthful reasons to travel, and of course, it's good for the economy as well. It's imperative, very important for Michigan, one of our most important industries. But what travel does also is it introduces us to other people who live in other places. They may look different, sound different, act different. They may have different religions, different thoughts. Mark Twain put it best when he said, travel is fatal 
to bigotry, prejudice, and narrow-mindedness. So this is what travel does. It introduces us to other people who we think are different, but when we are there and we talk to them, we get to know them, we understand through full immersion that they are just like us. And if you think about what we've been through most recently in the story of America, we need to get to know each other and to get to truly understand this very important truth is that we are all the same in the most important ways. We all want a better life for our kids and our grandkids. That's what travel does. It teaches us that in a way that nothing else can. So get out there, go to places that are different, meet people that look different, and live your life fully. Well, perfect. David Lorenz, thank you so much. And we sure do appreciate what Pure Michigan does for our economy and does for us in general, you know, as people who live here. So we hope you stay well and thanks. Hey, Chuck, it's my pleasure. And remember, your trip begins at Michigan.org. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, you can check us out. Go online at ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can get new episodes like this one, all of our previous episodes. We're up to episode 83, and we'll put some info in our show notes as well. So you can find information that way. And you can get all of these on your smartphone, your tablet. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to leave us feedback, you have a question, you have a comment you'd like to drop for us on the show, we may air it. Just so you know, you can become the next star on A Healthier Michigan and on our podcast. Call this number, 313-246-4771. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well.